You're listening to The Sidebar by NY80J, a show about the world of media through the lens of Black media makers. I'm Carolyn Adams. In celebration of eight years of service to the community, Upmixer will be hosting their eighth annual Holiday Soiree and Starlight Awards in Harlem on December 9th, and you're invited. NYABJ is a proud event partner, so we decided to sit down with Upmixer's co-founder and executive producer, George Santias, to talk about the soiree, Upmixer as an organization, and the power of partnerships. Here's that conversation. Thank you so much for joining us, George. Can you introduce yourself to our audience? Well, I'm excited to be part of this uh, podcast here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, my name is George Gio Santias. That's the nickname. I am an entrepreneur with a background in insurance, entertainment, financial services, as well as nonprofits. Um, these days, the nonprofit work that I'm doing has been getting a lot of exposure. And so I'll talk a little bit more about that a little later, but for the most part, I've owned and operated an insurance agency for the past eight years, approaching nine years now, in the upper Manhattan community, the Harlem community. And prior to that, I worked at a financial services company as assistant treasurer and did 10 years of that and decided to hop into the entrepreneur space to serve my community in, in the metropolitan area. Beautiful, beautiful. Can you tell me a little bit more about Upmixer? You know, what inspired you to start an organization like it? Yes. So the Upmixer is a vibrant ecosystem where professionals connect, exchange ideas, and access valuable resources to drive their personal and organizational growth. Through our events platform, we unite diverse communities and foster meaningful partnerships with urban professional organizations. And so ultimately, we bring these organizations together, not only to support them as an organization, but also to support their members. I started this journey in 2015. At that point, it was just a hobby. It was just, hey, we want to get together for the holidays. Let's see if we could get a few organizations together. But in 2016, I left my corporate job and I decided to jump in entrepreneurism and Upmixer became a brand. You know, it was starting, it was the foundation of that brand, you know. So, so we saw the success of 2015 and we said, hey, let's do it again. It became evident that we have to start thinking about it as a business because it's bigger than just getting people together. What sort of corporate partners can we connect with? What sort of professional development opportunities do we have? What is the story that we want to tell? And it all came down to my involvement with one of the lead host organizations for the Upmixer ecosystem, which is the Metro New York chapter of the National Black MBA Association, which I am a proud member of for a number of years. I think I'm approaching over 14 years. The mission of National Black MBA Association is to lead in the creation of educational, wealth building, and growth opportunities for those historically underrepresented throughout their careers as students, entrepreneurs, and professionals. And so I started with them as a member, just sort of going to the national conference, just kind of you know soaking it all in. My mentor by the name of George Boyce got me started with that organization. He was an insurance professional in the community, and he was part of National Black MBA Association's Westchester chapter. And uh, one day I was in Stanford where I used to work, and I bumped into this guy, and he was like, hey, what are you doing? I have this cool event that I want you to go check out. Oh, I was like, cool. Who are you? <laughs> and I uh, went to that event, and, and it forever changed my life. I, I saw that it was a room full of people that were like-minded, that were business go-getters just like me. And so I just dove right in as a member, went to my first conference and it was like eye-opening. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in for life. And I started as corporate relations director. And through that journey, I was able to, of course, 
partner with many Fortune 500 companies to promote diversity and inclusion initiatives and sort of come up with professional development opportunities for our members, and then also trying to identify ways that we could get our members employment, get our members towards the C-suite in terms of executive positions. One of the, the things that kept happening was that our corporate partners wanted us to diversify our candidates in a sense that they wanted to see other skill sets, right? Not just a traditional MBA, but they wanted to see maybe somebody that has an engineering background, you know, folks with legal backgrounds. And I, I recognize that, hey, this might be an opportunity to get corporate partners to buy into it as an opportunity to recruit folks. And that's how I looked at it. And so I, I negotiated partnership deals with recruiting companies like Jobwell and, and um, different Fortune 500 companies that would sponsor and we would give them a platform to speak about initiatives that they're doing within their community in terms of diversity and inclusion. And it was well received and we kept growing and growing. And I think in 2017, we had upwards of 2,000 professionals in one room at our gathering. In 2020 of February, we embarked on a, a big initiative around doing more than just one event a year, doing three events a year. And then pandemic hit, right? That changed our, our, That changed everything. <laughs> when you said February 2020, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Literally two weeks before the whole shutdown, we did one of the biggest fashion shows we ever seen in our ecosystem. I mean, our progression was going up and up and up. We partnered with Harlem Fashion Week, and we had a great fashion presentation. We had a local art dealer that presented art pieces made by African-Americans. And think of Art Faisal, but a smaller version with a fashion component and some opportunities to highlight individuals within the community that are doing some great work in that space. And then we started tackling the, that whole supply diversity space. How do we get products made by folks of color in big companies, right? So one of our great partners is Estee Lauder. Estee Lauder came and has been very supportive of what we're doing in this space. Mac has been very supportive of what we're doing in this space. So after the pandemic, we sat back and said, hey, you know what? Let's pretty much evolve to something bigger than what we're known for. Let's start giving extraordinary rock stars in our ecosystem of professionals a, a recognition at the end of the year. And so we did a, a, a small award celebration at our end of the year holiday mixture uh, with all these organizations. And, you know, it was well received, but we have to now do something bigger. Can you tell us a little bit about the event and the awards element of this event, the Starlight Awards? The holiday event on Saturday, December 9th, is a, a gathering with a specific purpose, right? Getting organizations to come together at the end of the year to celebrate their leaders, to celebrate their community, and also to highlight different organizations that have been instrumental in supporting the diverse community of New York City. And then finally is an opportunity to fundraise for scholarship efforts for these organizations, right? We have five categories of awards. The first award is our Starlight Lifetime Achievement Award, right? Representing an outstanding individual that has a large body of work supporting initiatives around promoting diversity and inclusion within the New York City community, right? We, we have the Lifestyle Partnership Award, right? This represents a corporate partner or individual that not necessarily is part of the organizations, but his or her work or the organization's work have been supporting this ecosystem for a number of years, whether hiring our people, whether pushing some initiatives within our community, and, and really sticking to this, this understanding of promoting diversity and inclusion. Then we have the Trailblazer of the Year, which represents someone who embodies the characteristics of achievement, has the passion, authenticity, and content creation, as well as community engagement 
that support what we're trying to build here. The President of the Year Award, which is very significant to us. It was important for me to name a, a award after Dr. Christopher A. Peng, one of Harlem's first pediatric doctors, also immediate past president of uh, Empire State Medical Association, because his work embodies someone that was selfless. He was a community guy that didn't want the recognition. He just wanted to do the work, right? He was a breakout chapter president, so much so that he actually won the highest president's award for his organization. That's because of some of the work that he did with this coalition of diverse professionals within this upmixer ecosystem. He had his own practice and somehow found time to push for different professional development opportunities for medical professionals and the whole works, right? He passed away earlier this year. Uh, and so we lost a solid, strong pillar within this ecosystem of ours. And then finally, we have a couple of community impact awards, those that are working in transformable justice space, those that are working in media, uh, those that are working in social media, that are just bringing out great stories and representing the diverse community in the best possible way. We decided to host in a community that has a rich history of excellence, of diversity, you know. And we chose Harlem, Harlem being one of the most well-known communities that have impacted American history. And so it was important for us to align ourselves with that atmosphere, right? Mm. And it, it's just like the stars aligned, hence it's called the Starlight Awards. <laughs> but that's what the awards component of this holiday gathering represents to us. What's your connection to Harlem? Uh, it's, it's homecoming for me being a, a Harlem guy. Harlem Tourism Board, which is a board that I'm connected with, has a big initiative to get more exposure to Harlem in terms of economics opportunities, in terms of highlighting businesses. The completion of a major Harlem project, which is the Victoria Theater project. Mm -hmm. And within the Victoria Theater, the Marriott Renaissance Hotel presented a huge opportunity for us as representatives of diverse organizations to come to a community that already has a, a huge legacy. You know, it's a Harlem Renaissance Hotel, but it represents a new renaissance for Harlem, to tell you the truth. And so we are very excited about this opportunity for us to come together, celebrate in a new space and bring some exposure to Harlem. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to bring the community to my home. Beautiful. You've mentioned some of the different partners that you're working with. Can you tell us about some of the other organizations and partners that are involved? Yes, yes, yes. The New York Association of Black Journalists is one of our newest partners. One of the things that we recognize that we don't do well, we don't get the stories of unity, the stories of collaboration out to the general public because we get all these professional organizations together three times a year. But nobody really knows about this unless you're part of this ecosystem. And so NYABJ is one of those organizations that's just helping us get those stories out. Of our longstanding partners uh, have been Black Data Processing Association, have been 100 Black Men, the National Society of Black Engineers, uh, the National Sales Network, and New York Urban League Young Professionals, right? Each of these organizations represent different unique industries that we bring to uh, this ecosystem. And so imagine going to First of all, the holiday event of the year, you know, hands down. You know? <laughs> so imagine going to that and you're able to connect with someone within legal, someone within data processing, someone within engineering, someone within business, right? What sort of opportunities do you think you could get from that? There's tremendous opportunities that you could get out of that. 
And we at the Upmixer side have always wanted to ensure that when you come to our events, you're actually making meaningful connections. For example, we have something that we call the Power Hour, right? We introduced that about two years ago, where it's a speed networking session. We dedicate the first hour of the event to you actually meeting someone face-to-face. We notice that some people are shy. You know, some people, you know, need that extra push. And so folks come out of that power hour session really knowing the individuals in the room now. The organizations have been instrumental part of this ecosystem. They all have been very supportive. They all have been participating for a number of years now. So we're excited about that. Can you speak a little bit about why partnership in general is so important to the work that you do and the work that organizations like yours are doing? Absolutely. When I took the leap of entrepreneurism to open up my own shop, I quickly recognized that partnership and collaboration is the quickest way to get to a goal, whatever it is, because you're one person, right? When you bring two people together, what happens? Their resources and ecosystem comes and morphs into yours. And it's an incredible learning opportunity, right? You know, we're two organizations, two business owners trying to fight for the same thing. What lessons did you learn along the way? Mm-hmm. If you could recall that conversation I had about uh, Dr. Christopher Peng, when I first opened up my operation, he was a very good friend within the Upmixer network. He had two, three years before me coming in to uh, open up a shop in Harlem, right? And it just so happened he also was leading Empire State Medical Association, which represents the diverse healthcare industry in New York City. By partnering up with Chris during that time, that critical time, he helped guide me to being a solid, successful business person in Harlem because he already went through those lessons. And so that shows the value of partnerships, right? We had that partnership going on on the business level, but then we also had that partnership going on on the upmixture level. So he was an integral part in this whole idea of the importance of collaboration with me at that time. You've spoken a lot about how you want to expand some of these partnerships or continue to grow some of these partnerships in 2024. What can potential members or attendees at Upmixer events, what can they anticipate and expect in 2024? Okay, we have a exciting partnership with the Fashion Institute of Technology that we launched earlier this year, 2023. Last year, we introduced a scholarship for Fashion Institute of Technology folks. And so we gave out two scholarships to a young lady and a young man to promote their artistic development and also help with their educational pursuit, right? And so we're going to do that in 2024, but we're also going to expand that partnership. Uh, We're going back to the yacht edition as well. We didn't do it in 2023, but but a lot of people keep asking us, when are we going into the yacht? So we're going to bring back the yacht edition. And then we had 2023 introduce the inaugural Up Summit, where it was an opportunity for us to educate nonprofit leaders about running more solid, strong organizations. We brought in some expert leaders and thought leaders to talk about how to run great marketing campaigns, to talk about how to look for government grant opportunities, how to leverage the stories that come out of our networks to amplify the organizations. And it was our inaugural event. And so we're excited about the potential of doing that in the near future. And then, you know, we'll end it with the Starlight Awards in Harlem if it all goes well. Absolutely. And to wrap, can you tell our listeners how they can buy tickets, the last of the tickets? 
<laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, you're right. It's the last of the tickets, but it will be at holidaysoiree.theupmixture.com. Holidaysoiree.theupmixture.com. And then, you know, obviously, if you're part of any of the professional organizations, uh, you could also go to their ticket links and secure tickets as well. In terms of the dress code, of course, evening cocktail attire, no jeans, no sneakers, you know, that's the basics. And we have a, a early access for VIP ticket holders. You get red carpet access, uh, you get some drinks and some hors d'oeuvres, and then we move into the power hour that's happening from 8 to 9, and then afterwards is a award ceremony, and then after the award ceremony is a social. We call it in the mix social. We have some great entertainment that's coming up to you know be the soundtrack of uh, this event, so we're excited about that. Get your ticket now! <laughs> The Sidebar is a production of the Greater New York Chapter of the National Association of Black Journalists. The opinions heard in this episode belong to the individuals who express them and not to NYABJ. The music in our show theme is by Halizna Raps, and I'm Carolyn Adams. If you haven't already, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or Spotify for more conversations and industry insights straight from the source. <laughs>